This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo-Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, Happy New Year and welcome to the Life in FM podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, your host, and this week I'm excited to have Pastor Mary kick off our brand new teaching series, What's Next? Focusing in on what God is inviting us to do as people of faith and community. This is Life in FM. For our Bible reading today, count how many times you hear me say the word star in Matthew chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, He was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, where it says, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The movie, The Star, from 2017, leads up to a scene in a stable. In this animated movie, it is the animals who help all the events that happen to the humans. A mouse witnesses the angel's appearance to Mary, and the mouse spreads the news to other animals in the region. The camels wonder why the wise men are traveling from the east. Are they going to a birthday or a baby shower, they wonder. Two vicious dogs accompany a hitman sent by King Herod to find the newborn king in Bethlehem. A sheep named Ruth leaves her herd to figure out what the bright shining star means. And the main animal character, Boaz the donkey, escapes from a grain mill in search of greatness. He and his buddy, a dove named Dave, want to join the royal guard, but instead they get stuck at Mary and Joseph's house, hiding from the mill owner. The final scene of the movie gives me all the feels. All the characters, the animals, and the humans end up in the stable after Jesus is born. And the animals realize that Jesus is the newborn king when the wise men show up and offer their gifts. 
Boaz, the donkey, had been searching for a purpose, and he realized that he had been helping royalty all along in helping Jesus. They all bow down, and it is a moment of epiphany. Epiphany is the day celebrated 12 days after Christmas. The word epiphany means revelation or manifestation of something divine. Epiphany is revealed by a shining star that summoned the wise men. The wise men are the first outsiders who recognize the kingship of Jesus. They open the door for all of us to see the light of Jesus in our lives. That is an epiphany. Before Christmas, at the MSUM Planetarium, they always play a show called The Star of Bethlehem. And in that show, I learned that the most likely explanation for the star is that two planets aligned for a period of time and looked like an exceptionally bright star. The wise men studied the stars and believed that it meant the birth of a king. But here's another fun fact. In the Bible, the wise men didn't show up the night Jesus was born at the same time as the shepherds. In Luke's gospel, there is no mention of the wise men. The wise men are talked about in Matthew, where we don't hear about the night Jesus was born, but after Jesus was born. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising. The wise men brought belated birthday gifts. The wise men and the shepherds mashup is not in the Bible, but it does make for a lovely Christmas program at church. In the movie The Star, the epiphany was that the animals and all the people together realize who Jesus is and how fortunate they all are to be a part of it. But what happens after an epiphany? What's next? How does this beautiful moment change the people who witnessed Jesus' birth? once they have to start changing diapers and doing laundry and going back to regular life. Maybe you have experienced an epiphany, a moment of bliss or beauty or peace that was filled with God's presence. Epiphanies happen sometimes in worship. Maybe you have come to a worship service where every song is powerful and speaks to what you are going through the message from the pastor is the exact word you needed to hear. The prayers lift your spirit. You felt the powerful presence of God. Then what? Maybe you come back the next week and it's just so-so. You weren't feeling the songs or the message. Is God there anymore? Did it really happen? Or maybe you felt the powerful presence of God for the first time at Bible camp or on a mission trip. During your time away, you experienced a powerful connection to a group of people and to a place, and you felt the presence of God there. You learned the joy of serving others and that serving others helps you get out of your own way. And then you came back to church and it was awkward. How do you speak this new vocabulary of faith with people back home? who didn't experience what you did. So let's ask these questions together. What's next? Is faith dependent on your feelings? How do you sustain spiritual development 
What if that feeling of connectedness and shared experience doesn't happen again? Or what if you feel uncomfortable that you let other people see an honest slice of your hopes and your fears? What's next? First, here are three thoughts you can hold on to, and then I will share how the church can help you move more deeply into faith. First, be okay with the discomfort that comes from being vulnerable with God and others. Being uncomfortable is often the first step in growth. Second, make a commitment to stick with the quest of faith. God desires closeness with you. Third, be brave. Even for 20 seconds at a time, that 20 seconds of bravery is all you need to say yes to participating in something that will help you grow in faith or to get you from the parking lot into the church building. Now that you have these three thoughts in your mind, being okay with being uncomfortable, making a commitment, and being brave, know that your church wants to help you get equipped to continue your faith journey. We don't do faith for you, but we want to give you the support you need as you learn who and where God is in your life and in our shared life together. The church helps give you a sturdy place to start. Pastor Maggie compares it to a three-legged stool. These three legs of the stool help you grow. The first leg that Pastor Maggie will be talking about next week is one-on-one -on -one connection, taking some time for you and God each day. No screens, no AirPods, no Nintendo Switch, just you and God in silence, in prayer, or the study of scripture. That's the first leg of the stool, you and God. It can be uncomfortable to be alone in your thoughts with God, but it is great for your mental and spiritual health. The second leg of the stool is worshiping with a community, this keeps God big and worthy of awe, rather than shrinking God down to a size that is convenient and not challenging. Worship in a community. You are not the only one longing for meaning and closeness with God. Sometimes you won't be feeling it, but it's during those times when someone else might get what they need, and maybe you are a part of their epiphany experience. The third leg of the stool is meeting in a small group of people who take their faith seriously. Sometimes it's a six-week commitment, sometimes longer, but a small group is the right size to share your ponderings and listen to other people's ideas. This is often where I have my biggest epiphanies. I read a Bible passage and have an insight into it, and then someone else in the small group will share what they found interesting. And it's often something that I have missed. Sometimes it challenges what I thought, and sometimes it adds to it. Sometimes it helps me make sense of something that I have been wrestling with for a long time. It is a gift to be in a small group of people who will encourage you, challenge you, and pray for you. It is this important third leg of the stool that we often neglect. So this year, 2023, be uncomfortable with being vulnerable, with God and with the right amount of people, not being overly vulnerable and oversharing online. This year, make a commitment to keep growing in your relationship with God and others in your faith community. This year, be brave enough to try something new that grows your faith 
even if you're brave for only 20 seconds at a time. That is what you do after an epiphany. Be like the wise men who followed a star and were drawn to a king who longs to be your good shepherd through life. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.